Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness, tranquility descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with him. Some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juz Amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and intimate manner makes them relatable. So without further ado, let's begin this journey. That made her believer. If Muslims in this country really become true believers, you don't need much preaching. People will be people curious really to know who you are and they will love to become your, like you. And actually, if you do this, you may make a big contribution to, to this country. And this, for example, if Muslims become believers properly, you know what will happen? We will save so many million parts of this country because we cheat. So once we become proper believer, we don't cheat. So so many million parts will be saved. It's a big contribution. They will love our religion. They will say, these people, even actually, they can avoid the tax, but still they pay tax. These people, they can avoid many cheating, but still they don't cheat. What makes them to do? You know, big country, and the people love to become like us. We don't have Iman properly. We don't, nothing, we don't have Iman, and we never can give to anybody. So that I'm trying to say. And what you have got actually is, it is belonging. So when you say we are Muslim, meaning we belong to Muslim community. We are not believers. We believe he has not come here. It is not that we pray because we believe that if we pray, that we will save. And that we can say this prayer does not mean anything or does not mean much because it is not from the heart. So when the Quran is praising the believing men and women, they are the people who basically knew that they need to worship their Lord. And they got the guidance from the heaven how to worship their Lord. They accepted the guidance and they worked upon the guidance, acted upon that. So is it clear that belief, Iman means three things? Iman is a result of three things. First thing is need to something. And the second thing is a guidance come to you, promise you how that need can be fulfilled and you believe in that guidance. And the third thing is then you act according to the guidance. When you do all three things, then it is belief. An extension of that actually is Islam. Islam is a result of that proper belief that you really want to love him and work more and more. You never can separate action, amal from the Iman. It's impossible because when in this country you can see really, if I am thirsty and I believe that water can quench my thirst, you don't need to teach me. It, whenever I will thirsty, I will use water anyway. I will get water in my house. And I believe that you know, food is so necessary for me. You don't need to teach. If I really believe in the Iman you know, and, and, and how Iman is important for me, you don't need to teach anything. That's why the main thing really is that how the Quran does. Quran does not make big argument, but Quran will remind you that how much you need to thank your Lord. Quran will remind you how important for you is to fear your Lord. Quran will remind you how important for you is to love your Lord. Quran will remind you how important for you is to worship your Lord. Quran will teach you about the day of judgment, about the fire of hell, about paradise. Once these things become deep and deep in your heart, then you really need a urge from your side to believe, to get guidance. 
and the guidance comes, you act upon that and become believer. That why I can see the, verse, uh, the beginning of the verse of the Quran is not proof of Allah. It is what? Alhamd. Why Alhamd? That what you actually are having. In any noble person in this world, they want to thank their Lord. When they open their eyes, first thing they want to thank the one who has given everything. You open your eyes, your mother is there, your father is there, food is there, earth is there, sun is there, moon is there. You want to thank someone who, who provides all those things. The first thing comes from, from your heart is to thank and to praise him. You say Alhamdulillah. First verse of the Quran is not proof of Allah Taala. It is not to demonstrate that he exists. It is not any talk about, about him. First verse comes with Hamd. Because that is the urge of your heart. Your heart wants to be grateful to one who provides all those things. Alhamdulillah. So all the time you see Quran. That you can see Quran says, Hudan lil muttaqeen. Guidance for muttaqeen. Who are muttaqeen? Muttaqeen are the people who know their need. They need, they think really that, you know, I should submit someone, I surrender someone, I feel need, the Quran guides for them. If you have no taqwa, no, no need, Quran never can guide. If you are indifferent from the Quran, if you really don't think that Quran is needed, you are not going to follow the Quran. But if you really feel that, you know, I should worship my Lord properly, He has given me, He wants to, how to worship, then Quran guides you. But if you don't feel any need, Quran not to, to guide, first the need comes. You know, the Prophet Muhammad is spending six months in a cave of Hera. That you know, it, it urge coming from it. When he gets revelation, he appreciates that because that's what he has been looking for. Ibrahim for so many years, he has been thinking about the Lord, understanding him, thinking about him. Once he gets guidance, he appreciates that. That how believers believers should think properly, understand properly. You feel in your heart really that you need to thank, you need to worship, you need to obey your Lord, and then you get the guidance, you appreciate the God. Oh, that's what I needed. So, for example, you got a son and you want to, to send it to school or there is no school and somebody comes to you no no you need a school there is a school next to you you got the need for the school and the school is there you are going to thank that person you are going to send your son to that school that what I am trying to say that Iman really Iman is coming from your first you realize your need the urge inside that, that what you call Hanifi also you know the Quran says, first stage Hanifi that you really think turn away from everything to your Lord that comes first when that comes then he makes you to believe and he makes you to act upon that. Is it clear? To understand that the Quran actually has come for that. The Quran wants to make that, that Iman and belief so much alive. And really it has much, much power, the relation. You can see really that people, you know, if a mother asks her child to do something, you know, the, you know, the children, they feel, you know, so much grateful that they can serve their mother. And you can see that people really want, they want to be hungry, but they want to feel their mother. They want to feed their, their parent. They want to feed uh, uh, their brothers. You know the blood relation. Sometimes people sacrifice their life, for, you know, for the sake of their, you know, their friends, and they do so much things. Once iman becomes in deep of the heart, really, you feel actually that gratitude to your Lord more than anything else. Then He becomes more beloved to you than your mother, more beloved to you than your father, your friends, everybody else. Really, you can sacrifice every single thing for I don't feel anything. You know, the Prophet ﷺ, when he came to Taif and the people of Taif they are persecuting him and throwing the stones upon him and bleeding and all those things. Nobody is helping him, nobody around him. He really is in a very, very bad condition and he sits next to a tree. But then he said, Allahumma lakal utba hatta tard. Oh my Lord, if you are happy, you are pleased, I don't care. But if you are not pleased, then I must make effort to please you. If Allah is pleased, then we don't care about anything else. That, that what that what met you know when people the story of uh, Badr really in the battle of Badr you know believers in Makkah uh, uh, most are Muhajirin 
and their families, part of the families in Makkah al-Mukarram and Quraysh, to basically in, in Battle of Badr, the fight is against the, their own relatives. Everybody fighting their own relatives. You know, brothers are fighting their brothers, sons are fighting their fathers, fathers are fighting their sons, the, you know, fighting among themselves. Now this real test has come. Whether you, you prefer Allah's belief over your relation or your relation with Allah ta'ala. And that's why, you know, after the Battle of Badr, when Abu Qasiddiq's son, Abdul Rahman, he became Muslim, he said to his father, later on, oh my father, in the Battle of Badr, it happened three times that you came under my sword. If I wanted to kill you, I could have killed you. But I did not kill you because thinking you are my father. Abu Qasiddiq said, oh my son, had you come only once under my sword, I would have killed you because you were enemy of Allah and his messenger. Just think. In the same battle, Abu Abadin Jarrah from the believers, he killed his own father with his own hand. This is what happens. When people, kind of people like that cheat, if that people like that, they become your ruler, they will be better than your own father and mother. They will remain hungry, but they would like to feed you. You will prefer them to be your master. That's why Karsim when Abu Bakr and Jarrah conquered Syria, Syrian people, Christians, they said we prefer these people over our, our Christian masters. We want to live under the rule of these people rather than the Christian masters. Because they take tax, tax, taxes, taxes, they don't protect us and they cheat us, there's so many problems. These people, they're mercy for us. They prefer their own religious, uh, these people over, their, over the people of their own religion. Because you know, they're so honest. And Abu Bakr Jarrah the commander in chief of all the army. And when Umar Khattar came to Palestine, and he asked Abu Bakr, I want to come and see your house. Abu Bakr said, don't come to my house, because if you come, you will cry. Tears will come from your heart, from your eye. Umar said, no, I must come. And when Umar came to the house of Abu Bakr Jarrah, there was nothing, other than a container, and other than some dry bullets, nothing else. And Umar said, oh Abu Bakr, everybody has changed. There's so much booty has come, you know, from all the countries. Everybody changed, but not you. And then Umar started crying. Abu Bakr said, didn't I say to you that you come to my house crying? Oh Umar, it is enough for us in this world. What can make us to reach to the grave? We don't need more than that. Tell me if these people rule the world, would not like to be under them? Umar Khattab, Abu Bakr Jarrah, because these people, they believe in Allah SWT. They dare not expect the reward in this world. But if we are not believers properly, we are only Muslim by name, we will prefer this world over hereafter. Those people for the paradise were more important than this world. And that's why the Prophet said to uh, Yasir and, uh, and Ammar Yasir and his, his mother Sumayya when they are under persecution. Allah, uh, the Prophet passed by them and said, Sabran Ya Ali Yasir, Fa'inna ma'idakum al-Jannah. O family of Yasir, be patient. Your promise is the day of uh, the, the paradise. You get paradise. That what when a paradise becomes more important than the money and than the material enjoyment of this world, then you are a believer. When the, when the punishment of the, of, the, of, the, of the fire of hell becomes much more painful for you than any difficulty in this world, then you are a believer. You know, you can, you, can, you can accept to have any difficulty in this world, but you cannot accept to be thrown in the fire of hell, then you are a believer. When pleasing of your Lord becomes more important for you than pleasing anybody else, then you are a believer. When you know that if Allah is not happy with you, then basically nobody's pleasing can, can, can make sense for you, then you are a believer. You know, the Iman is much, much before that of you comes and, and change the whole world. And, and the reward is amazing reward. The Quran, you know, Quran is going to make anyway. So that keep in mind. When the Quran promises, the Quran is promising the believers, mu'mineen and mu'minat, believing men and believing women. The Quran does not make promise for the people 
who have a belonging. And Quran never, Quran always talks about unbelievers and about mu'mineen. The people who are belonging, Quran never talks about them. But no doubt, people who belong, they also get something. But the real promise is not for them. Quran does not want to create a community which have belonging to the to Iman. No, Quran wants to create a community which believe, which act properly, which have need actually to believe. They believe and they act upon that and they become pious. These people, no doubt, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always wants to test. You know, it, is, it is easy for us to say we believe in paradise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will create a situation where there will be benefit interest of this world and paradise. Now he wants to see, do you want to prefer this one over that or that one over this one? So for example, there, you, you will be given a chance when you can cheat. You'll be given. If you believe in the paradise, you'll say, no, I'm not going to cheat. You know, my Lord has provided me, he'll give me paradise, but I'm not going to cheat. If you do, don't cheat, remember paradise, then you believe in paradise. But when cheating comes and you think, oh, if I cheat, I'll get, you know, thousand pounds, one million pounds, you know, and then you cheat and, and don't remember the paradise, then you are not believing in paradise. The test will come. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send test for every single believer, understandably. Test will be when you prefer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over your family, over yourself, or you prefer him over yourself, or yourself over him. Test will come between your enjoyment in this world and between paradise. Test will come between your suffering in this world and between there. When you pass this test, then a more severe test will come, more severe. Until you pass all the test, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pleased with you. No doubt about that really. That's what fitna means. Fatana yaftano means when you put something, like fatana yaftano basically used in Arabic language, when you put the gold, you know, when people take out gold from mine, it is impure gold, but you put in the fire, and then after that, all the things which are dirty, they are dissolved. And the pure gold comes out after the you know, burning in the fire. So similarly, the believers, after all the fitna and all the testing and all the trials, they come out like pure gold. That testing is very, very important for the life of the believer. Whether you live as a minority or you live in a majority country, testing always will be there. Allah SWT never can accept your iman without the test. It's impossible. Why we want Islamic state? Because we think if Islamic state is there, we are secure and we are relaxed. There is no relaxation. Even Islamic state, pure Islamic state, Allah SWT will test you, your email properly. You have been tested all the time and you will sometimes succeed and sometimes fail. When you are living in the world as a minority, you are being tested. Test all the time will happen and you have to make sure that you pass the test. That's why the Quran says, uh, 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 Do you think that you will turn to paradise by saying, La ilaha illallah? It will not happen. You will have same trials and the people before you. If they pass the trials, then after that you can enter to paradise. Quran said that thamarat. We must test you by making losses in your property, in the fruits, in your life. Problem will come. And then those who remain firm and do sober, therefore them is good tiding of the big reward. So test must will come. Test will come for every individual, for every man, for every woman, for everybody who is living in Muslim majority country, for everybody who is living as Muslim in minority country, wherever they live. The test must come for all the people. And unless once you pass one test, the second will come more difficult. Third one more difficult until it becomes very clear that unless that you really your firm belief firm, Allah does not enjoy your problem, then you are passed. But if the test test come and you fail. That in there no way unless you create test will come again and you pass, make effort. That what fitna means. When fitna comes, persecution problem by unbelievers, it is bad for them. 
but it becomes good for the believers because the, 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 after the fitna, believers come out as the pure gold. They become very perfect and understand really the thing really that people like Bilal the Latranhu and people like Sohiba Rumi, people like Yasir and his family, do you think anything can cause problem for them? The thing how pure they are. Later on, you send them anywhere, they'll be pure. Nothing can change them. People like us can be changed. But people like those people, wherever you send them, nothing can corrupt them. Money cannot corrupt them. Position cannot corrupt them. Corrupt them. You know, Umar Khattar the Latranhu, he asked Ammar Yasir, he appointed Ammar Yasir to become governor of Kufa. You know, now we people want to become governor of any city anyway. And Kufa and Basra, Iraq, they're so rich at that time. Becoming governor of Kufa means a big thing. The Umar Khattab asking him to become governor of Kufa, he did not accept. Then Umar became angry. And Umar said to Umar, Yasir, you people want to leave all the things with me and you are not want to help me. How can I alone do everything? Then Umar Yasir was forced to accept the position to become governor. Can you imagine now? If you make any post available, everybody will jump for that. These people, nothing can corrupt them. Whatever happens. Sa'ad and Waqasad was made governor of, of, of uh, uh, in Kufa. And then Umar the always have been to ask people if, you know, if uh, any complaint against the governor. So he asked people of Kufa, do you have any complaint against your governor? So one of the things that they said to, to, uh, to Umar Khattab is that this governor does not make his door open for us day and night. There are certain time in the night where he does not listen to us. And also thing on Friday, or part of Friday, he does not come to us. Umar, uh, there's one more complaint, I don't remember everything. Umar Khattab asks and Yaqas, what happened? Why it is that you know, in the night, you, know, you, you don't uh, come to the people and people cannot come to you? So he said, I divide my, my day and night between the people and between my Lord. That part of the night is only for me and my Lord. I just worship. I don't want to listen to anybody. That's why. Then he asked, why certain time on Friday you cannot come to the people? He said, I don't have any clothes other than the clothes I wear. So on Friday I wash it, so I don't have any clothes in my house, naked. So when my clothes are dry, then I can come to the people. You know, think really how pure they are. No, nothing can corrupt them. We need people like that. Islam has come to create people like that. Pure gold. Like in Abu Abidin Jarrah, like Umar Khattar, these people, wherever you send them, they're pure gold. So this fitna is helpful. When people become believers without a test, like for example, imagine if there's no examination, what will happen? Who is going to be a good, good student? Many people only work harder because they want to pass the test. If there's no test, what will happen? If there's no exam, what will happen? If everybody gets degree properly and everybody gets job, what will happen? Knowledge will decline. Knowledge only keeps lies. It is because people work hard. They want to pass the test and their competition and the people want to improve, prove that they are better than the other. That's how they remain. So fitna is very, fitna is both very important. No doubt really. And also, when people of unbelief, they keep doing persecution, the time comes when their heart denies, they stop. It also helps them to become believer. And actually many of these people who have been making persecution against Muslims, they become Muslim. Because they could see with their eyes that nothing can change them. So now the Quran is saying, Certainly those people who put or persecuted the believing men and the believing women, you see how the Quran actually putting in the believing women. It's certainly certain real clear reference to Ammar Yasir, his mother, and the whole family. His mother, she's believing women, 
and she is under proper persecution until she was killed and she became the first shaheed in Islam. So Quran makes it. Otherwise, if Quran said those who you know persecute the believing believers, that's enough. But Quran makes believing men and believing women both of them separately. And also to make very clear that in Islam both are independent in their belief. It never happens that a woman because believe man because believer and because of him his wife is also believer. No, it could be man is believer but not the woman. Like you can see, like in the story of Luther, Noah, Ali, Salam, both are believers, but their wives are not. Firavun is unbeliever, but his wife is believer. You can see Umar Khattab, Allah, Tanah, sister, she was believer, but Umar was not a believer. Abu Sufyan, Nahar, his his daughter, Umm Habiba, she was believer, but he was not a believer. Quran wants to say, declare that men and women both are independent in their belief, in their action. If men follow the path of iman and amal. They will go to paradise. If the women follow the path of iman and amal, they will go to paradise. <coughs> it could be the husbands are in paradise, but wives are in the fire of hell. It could be the husbands are in the fire of hell, but the wives are in paradise. It could be the fathers are in paradise and the daughters are in the fire of hell, and it could be daughters are in the paradise and you know fathers are in the fire of hell. Understand this properly. Both are independent in this matter. So on this stage, Quran wants to make this independence very, very clearly. And also to make shame for the for for Muslims that you know you you persecute even the women, you know in most society in the world, you know they do this thing against the men, but not against the women. People leave the women on this matter, but these people they have no love, they have no heart. Even the weak women, they persecute them and they make all those things. Not only that, they killed Sumayyar the Allah Taala. As we know the story, so Quran saying, "Inna al-ladina fatanu al-mu'minin wal-mu'minat," those people. Who put the believing men and believing women in the trial and persecuted them? Thumma lam yatubu. Then they did not repent. You see how nice the Quran says. They then they did not repent. You can imagine really that how Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is. Meaning, if they repent, their repentance can be accepted. <coughs> people who killed Sumayyar the Lord Allah, people who have been persecuting all the believers. After that, if they repent, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala can accept. is still allah subhanahu wa taala is putting hope for them if you repent your repentance can be accepted you know who can have more mercy than allah subhanahu wa taala just think really who can have any mercy similar to mercy of allah subhanahu wa taala he, he just want people to come back even the people who persecute the believers they put all the trials and all the fitna and all the problems for the believers is still allah subhanahu wa taala is giving them hope that if you repent your repentance can be accepted so then they did not repent then quran said falahum adab jahannam So for them is the punishment of the of of hell. Walahum azabul hariq, and for them is punishment of the burning. So sometimes Quran mentions burning itself again. No doubt, in the fire in the in the hell, there are so many different punishment. So there are burning punishment, there are cold punishment, there are this punishment, and there are actually also the burning punishment different stages. So no doubt in that punishment there is hariq as well. Hariq means when the burning will be very very clear, very severe burning. So we don't know really because that word is not known to us. And when Quran is using the words, it only use the words words of Arabic language, which can make some sense. But the reality, it is far, far much severe than people can imagine. There are no words which can tell because the human words they are not meant for that world. You know, the any any punishment that you know, whatever word you have, the words only express you the punishment that you can see. But the punishment which is beyond your imagination, human words cannot express them. Any enjoyment. If you want to choose a word to express that enjoyment, the word will come from the enjoyment that you see. 
but enjoyment of the paradise you never can express that in any word because human words are not made for that to quran says adabul hariq but people never never can imagine what burning actually is this fire is nothing and actually i don't understand in this fire when people burn after that they don't feel and they die but that fire people will be burning and the feeling always will be as strong as possible they never never lose the feeling at any moment they will feel the sense they sense the punishment every single stage they never fall unconscious feeling will never taken away they will burn and they will feel burning every single moment and they never die you know can you imagine punishment like that in this world whenever people have anything like that after a while they feel all consciousness and they die but in that world when people get the punishment the punishment will be felt by the people every single moment to adabul hariq and quranic with always is when quran mentions in the punishment in the fire of hell quran always mention after that the you know reward in the paradise quran want to compare both of that the people can see who they belong to so then now quran inna alladhina amanu wa amilu salihati lahum jannatun tajri min tahtil anhar dhalika alfawzul kabir quran says inna alladhina amanu certainly those people who believe and and do good actions you can see really in most time quran keeps bringing iman and amal salih both amal salih means islam the people who believe and when you believe then you want to act upon the belief you know that you know you have to please your lord but then you have to learn how to please him do ibadah you need that you need, you know that you need to make yourself enter paradise then you need to work like that you cannot get paradise just by words paradise needs a effort that understand this properly you know it is not that words can guarantee the paradise it is not that that belonging can get, get paradise it's not that we like in all this set i made a house and you move from one house to other house you get paradise not like that it's not that you belong to a community and you get paradise it is much much more than really allah subhanahu wants from you the real real thing <coughs> he wants to sacrifice every single thing you know he wants to, to give everything and then the quran says inna allah ashtara min almu'minina anfusahum wa amwalahum bi anna lahum aljannah allah has bought from the believers their lives and their property for paradise he has bought he wants from you your life he wants from your your property when he ask you to spend spend money when he ask you to sacrifice your life be ready for that you know if you are ready for that then actually it your iman like you know there one of poetic verse there the greatest scholar in india monashiri nomani to in one of it when he become old somehow an accident happen and one of his leg was you know cut for some some illness and you know then he said a very nice poetic verse he said shibli shibli shibliye namas yahra ba jazaa amlash pa buridan wa sada khast fi sarmi baid you know shibli who has no good deed or his deeds are bad full of the sins because of his sins and, and, and because of the rewards of his sins uh, you know what happened they cut their his leg his leg was cut but no the voice came from the heaven we want his head we don't just don't want the leg we want the head of the person to so, you know be, be ready for the sacrifice allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from you all the sacrifice iman amal saleh amal saleh is not easy good deeds every single time you tested for the prayers time that the prayer will keep changing sometimes the prayer time will be in a time when you want to sleep sometimes prayer time will be in a time when you are your work sometimes prayer time will be a time when you enjoying the work time with your family 
Sometimes it will be a time when you have a headache. Sometimes it will be when you are suffering, you have illness. Sometimes it will be when you are in the fear. There is fighting going on, war going on. And the time of the prayer will come, you are being tested. Allah SWT wants to you good, do good deed in every moment of the peace of the time when you have the fear. In all the time. Whether you are happy, not happy, whatever condition is, you must you know, worship, do good deeds all the time. Similarly, you know, being nice, being kind to the people, you know, it's not easy. And especially when you live to someone, it's not easy. You know, like my husband and wife, they live together. It's very difficult because all the time, sometimes you feel bored, sometimes you feel tired, sometimes you don't feel really to, uh, to do things properly, but no test is there. You know, it is still you have to be fair and be not because Allah SWT. It could be that you're, 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 you have hurt, you are something that, you know, very tired, you're coming from your work and you're very tired. Still, you have to behave in a way like a slave of Allah SWT. Still be nice with the people, still be kind with the people, understand this properly. Many, many people actually in the house, they are not proper Muslim. You need to mean a Muslim in the house. Good deeds inside the house. Good deeds when you are with your children. Your children, you are, they are not your slaves. They are slaves of Allah and they are your children. Amana. Still you need to have be good deeds when you are with your children. Your friends, people of your locality, your neighbors all the time. Amal Saleh. And that is your test. And that if you pass the test, then your Iman keeps increasing. But we people, Always, you know, we keep failing the test. Understand this thing properly. For example, when we are sitting together and somebody backbites someone, now test is there. Allah SWT wants to see that do I enjoy that backbiting? And if also you add something more, you fail the test. Don't enjoy the backbiting. Start the person from backbiting. Leave the people. Sacrifice the love of your Lord over the friendship. You know that if you leave your friends, they will be upset. But you accept to upset them, but don't upset your Lord. You know, don't make your Lord angry. That that test will keep coming every day in your life. You know, when you are in the house, alone, you are in the shops, you are in your work, you are in the business, wherever you are, Allah SWT keeps testing you. It is impossible that believers get a space where they no test. Allah SWT never makes any special space for the believers. Believers' space will be the same as unbelievers. And all the time you are being tested. This thing is very... When people pass this thing, those who believe, and those who do good deeds, understand good deeds is not one day, all your life. You know, keep doing this, not one day, not one moment. You know, it is good, good deeds all the time. It is not that when you die and somebody, and you make people, and write a that after my death, all the people of my family, they get together, and they do khatm quran read Quran, and then I'll be forgiven. It is not like that. It is actually the action of the whole life. It is not that somebody reads Quran for you, and you are forgiven. You have to do things. You have to believe. You have to good deeds. You know, it is, it is not. It is not a belonging. It is not actually some practice done by, after you. It is not the imam makes dua. So some people leave some money that give to the imam and they make dua for me and forgive me. No, it is your own action. People have to have iman and people have to have amal saleh. When the people do this thing, then Quran says, "Lahum jannatun tajri min tahranhar for them are gardens. You know, jannat, jannah, jannah is amazing. Jannah is neighborhood of your Lord." It is where Allah SWT lives, you know, and there all the messengers will be there, all the prophets will be there, all the good people will be there, and all the things, everything that can enjoy, give you enjoyment, it is there. You know, Jannah is the place you people never, never can imagine. In this world, you know, whatever enjoyment you can think really, it is nothing compared to paradise. You know, just imagine all the beloved people, all the people you love, they are there. Allah SWT is there. He is your neighbor. In, in Jannah basically means neighborhood of your Lord. 
you are never of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In all the favors keep coming and just will be around you. And in all the enjoyment you can think and no enjoyment is ever taken from you. People think really that you know if they all the time is there, will be bored. Like in this world, if you have same food every day or same thing, people become bored. People become tired here. Why? Because the you know the the, the energy, the power that you have got here is limited. So when you eat something, you stop somewhere. When you have some enjoyment, after a while your enjoyment is gone. But in this that world, your energy, your power of enjoyment will be on the height. It never, never can become less. So basically, every time you in this country, in, in this world, no doubt really what you can say, diminishing utility, meaning is that when for example if I'm thirsty, I drink water, so first time I you know the enjoyment is full. Then second time less, second time less until I'm full. It is basically diminishing all the time. But in that world, there's no diminishing utility. It all the time your enjoyment will as perfect accuracy always rising. Every time you enjoy more and more. Every next time. You know, paradise is not something people can imagine here. People get there. From underneath of those gardens, you know, the rivers will be flowing all the time, you know, water is there, you know, providing the life to the, all the trees of the garden. You know, this really amazing thing, all the Allah has made all the support system for there to make the garden as fresh as possible. You know, nothing is lacking there. You don't need to make any, any arrangement. You don't need to become, you know, to bring scientists and bring in all those things, nothing. Everything you wish, it is there. Everything you desire, you are, it is there. And then the Quran says, kabir. That is the big success. That actually what the Prophet has been promised the people, the big success. In this world, people don't have the big success. That is, in this world, whatever success you get, that success will be followed by problem. If you become king and you get big palace, day will come when your body will be taken away from the gate of that fort or that palace to the grave. You can't remain at the throne forever all the time whatever you get in this world basically it's coming to it it, it end but there nothing enters you know what fawz means fawz in arabic language means something very wide and open so basically why quran using the word fawz here for believers is because believing community has been put in the narrow space and people are persecuting them and they can't go anywhere there's no openness for them so the word for success is that is coming fawz you know openness you know a huge thing big thing fawz kabir sometimes quran use the word you know, falah for the success. Falah basically means in Arabic language, when, you know, the farmer, you know, they, they have farming and they produce something, so they become happy, that's success. You know, basically they sow and all those things, and after, uh, in, uh, after, after few months, then they have their grain and products, they become happy, that their success. So sometimes the Quran use the word falah and sometimes false. So when the Quran use the falah, then meaning is the result of your action, that whatever you do, one day you will see the result. You successful. There are successes. And sometimes Quran says false. It is comparing compare what? When you have got narrow life, no space, and people have been problem for you. Then Quran says you get success, open space. You know, you enjoy life as you like. So both are success, but in two different concepts. False basically comes when the comparison is between openness and between narrowness. So Allah Taala gives you open space, you know, whatever you like. And falah comes when you get the fruit of your effort. That's falah. So I'll stop it here and now try the break, inshallah, and then after that I'll stop again, inshallah.
We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.com Org and show your support, please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of people like yourself.